More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Welcome back. Um, you know, I'm sure some of you thought we'd be one-hit wonders, but we are not. We're back for another another doozy, um, and today will be a doozy. Um, uh, if you didn't join us last time, I'm Ethan Sweeney. And I'm Peter Gattuso, and this is College Connections. Yeah, we actually landed on the name uh, this time around. Um, last time, you might have noticed we... We didn't get it right. We we uh, we we changed the name at the end of the day. But but I like the name we have now. I think we're gonna keep it. Um, it's funny. Incorporates it's the funny. con uh, pun and, and that it, is well used. Incorporates probably what most of this podcast is gonna be, which is just one long. The, well, the definition for of conniption is uh, like a fit of rage slash hysteria. Yeah. Uh, synonyms include tantrum, um, <laughs> and I think that's fitting. Um, hopefully, what what the goal is going to be is to make this a weekly thing. I know, I know, this probably isn't. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get it so that it's not just on a random day of the week. I would love to make it um, on like just one day consistently. Uh, I'm not always great about that, but that's the goal. Um, but anyway, let's let's jump into it. Hopefully, you can look forward to that, as I'm sure all of you are really looking forward to listening to this every week. <laughs> Um, it may have caused an hysteria it, when it, we didn't get is, out, it, get our next episode out as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, um, I, I have to say this this will be all you need for your weekly news. This is going to be it, guys. You won't need anything else. These are highly informed takes. We'll be uh, hitting all the hot yeah, all the issues. all the nuances of uh, of yeah. Okay, so let's let's jump into it. Let's jump into it first on the docket. Obviously. We had to cover Elon Musk and the Twitter situation. Elon Musk is trying to buy all of Twitter. All of Twitter. Well, at first you may have heard. I don't even think we brought this up last week. I think it was uh, uh, before we recorded. Or, I mean, after, after we recorded. recorded. I think you're right. So, he bought at first 9.2% of the company for, like, what, $3 billion or whatever. Nothing. You know, pocket chump change. <laughs> chump change for Elon. Um, and then he was invited onto the board. But he had, like, with a concessionary clause uh, saying that he could not accumulate over 14.99% of the company's outstanding equity, or the company's equity. So what does um, Elon do? He so, pulls out and uh, declines his board offer, and a couple days later puts forward a uh, proposal to purchase all of Twitter. It's he, valued at uh, $43 billion, I believe? Forty-three billion dollars. Forty-three yeah, billion. That's what, he, that's what he offered. Which is uh, fifty-four twenty. Obviously, <laughs> get it. Which, you know, get it? has a an innuendo <laughs> hidden in there. So we got fifty-four twenty. A lot of people are saying that it's not that it's worth more than that, um, or a lot of the shareholders. Well, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Are they saying that because they really believe that, or are they saying that because they don't want Elon to join? Um, a lot of shareholders and board members are saying it's worth more than that. Probably because they don't want a hostile takeover to take place. That's, I mean, that's what they're going to argue at least, because that's how you prevent hostile takeovers. Um, 
they're going to argue that it's worth more than that. They have decent grounds to say that it's worth more than that because it, uh, I think it was trading at like $77, uh, like some point within the past 12 months. That being said, Twitter has kind of been going down. Um, it isn't, it's like the, by far the least profitable of like the major social medias. Um, so we'll see what happens, honestly. It, it, it's completely possible that Elon actually does buy Twitter, um, in which case probably like get ready for, for DJ Trump to be back on the uh, back, back with a blue check mark um, on Twitter because he's really looking to make it. Well, not just him. I have, like, believe others. Uh, Babylon B. Babylon B will be Babylon back. Babylon yeah. B. Yep. That's what I'm looking forward to. Any, anyway, anyway. Um, he, he has talked quite a bit in the fact that he has absolutely no faith in the management and the fact that he believes, or he believes that we need a um, open uh, forum for discussion um, pretty strongly. He really believes in, like, a free speech kind of ideal um a lot of people seem to think that elon is purchasing twitter to so that he can pretty much purge the content that he doesn't like like you know criticisms of him or or this or that i mean i don't actually think that that's his goal i think he actually wants to make it way more free speech like i don't think he's going on it and he's gonna like cancel everyone that makes fun of him i think he's gonna go on it and like like anything goes like it will be like Anarchy on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think he's been somewhat open about that. You know, I feel I feel like yeah, he's, he's uh, mentioned he's mentioned that once or twice. And 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 like it's not like that doesn't, you know, it's not like that's like wow, this is so unlike Elon. Like no, he's been a big like you know decentralization free speech person for like a pretty long time. He's made tweets. I think he said cancel cancel culture was one of his tweets. So he's he's definitely big into free speech. And um, I know. Jack Dorsey, former CEO of, of Twitter, is into free speech, as and he's actually working on a project uh, on a decentralized social media platform like Twitter. I think it's called uh, Blue Sky or something like that. Yeah, I think I've heard um, of it. And then I, I, I believe his successor, uh, I think his name is Parag Agrawal, one of the, like, bajillion um, Indian CEOs of, like, the huge companies we have. You, you know that, right? You know, like, pretty much all the huge companies now are... are being spearheaded by by um, Indian Americans. Well, I don't think that's really politically correct to point out. Well, sorry, but I thought it was actually pretty cool that that was happening. Um, maybe some of the racists that listen to this podcast disagree, but I um, I actually was thought it was cool. But anyway, um, I think Parag Agarwal um, is also a fan of making it more decentralized. Although I'm I'm not. He he doesn't seem to be as big of a proponent as free speech as Musk or or Dorsey. I don't know. Yes. I, I would say I mean I don't I don't know what his statements on that have been. This is done purely. He doesn't say a whole lot. Prior is like not that public. Yeah, I but I will say ever since he's taken over from Jack Dorsey, it seems like Twitter is uh, deactivating accounts more often. Yeah, that's that's what I've noticed too. Um, or at least like maybe people have been tracking it more because it's no longer Jack Dorsey and people yeah. like Jack Dorsey and it's like a new person. They're scrutinizing him more. But I, I, I've, I've heard the same thing, and I, I think you're right. I think he has been deactivating more accounts. I mean, just um, recently, uh, Babylon B, of course, the obviously. most uh, notable, but also uh, Defiant L's, the Twitter account, which just... Did posted, they get... Did they get... They got temporarily locked out. They were, they were first... Yes. No kidding. And then they were reversed, like, a day later, saying it was an accident by Twitter. 
Okay. Um, which is definitely since uh, for those who don't know the fine elves, they just post uh, contradictory, contradictory tweets. That is ironic. Did they post that as um, a defiant L? Because that would have been pretty funny. That I think actually they did afterwards. I'm sure they. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they did. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't actually tweet any substance from themselves. All of it is just screenshotting uh, two hip, tweets from the same hip, person that contradicts. Usually, yeah, yeah, hypocrites. Hypocrisy. Um, it is very amusing. And I mean, then, it's, it's common. You know, pe- people are hypocrites like all the time. Yes. Um, and then libs of TikTok was just recently uh, deactivated on Twitter. So the, wow. uh, libs of TikTok that account. You know, oh, I have not heard of that. Account. Um, pretty no. much they just uh, well, I send the name. They get uh, some of the most funny, craziest political uh, videos on TikTok and post it on Twitter uh, with a little caption or description that that's fun that's pretty we'll see if that's another accident but yeah it is pretty funny he did make an offer 43 billion um a lot of people were speculating as to whether or not he was going to do this and it turns out people were right he really did do it uh one thing i will say is that usually in um scenarios like this when someone announces that they're going to buy out at a certain price people bid up the the share price up to around that purchase price that's announced because they will obviously be bought out at 54 like people won't buy above that but if you buy below that, you will make a profit because he's going to buy out of it. You get it. Um, but Twitter share price has not been bid up to 54.20. So that kind of shows people are pretty skeptical as to whether or not this deal is going to go through. Um, but, well, I think but Elon it himself, remains to be seen. I think Elon himself is skeptical. Uh, skeptical. I've seen uh, his tweets sure. as of late. Um, I think there's one like, I heart you guys, which is... Um, there was another one I think yeah. was a poll saying uh, it was either a poll or just a tweet of him saying uh, this should be a referendum vote from shareholders it should not be a board decision yeah yeah um, I, he liked the tweet I think someone said like if the board votes against it can the shareholders petition or something like that yeah um, which Matt Levine uh, who writes a Bloomberg column mentioned something kind of similar saying he'd probably get all of his fanboys to like buy shares of Twitter and then vote against the board, um, which is not, not out of the question. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. We live in a pretty nutty world. Um, I for one think it would. I mean, maybe people are a little bit scared of Elon Musk buying Twitter. I think it'd be pretty funny, and I honestly think that, like, I don't think he would use it as a, as his own personal like. Let me. Uh, get rid of everyone that disagrees with me. I think he'd actually make it pretty free speech. So I'm I'm not necessarily afraid of that. I don't really believe in censorship, uh, as you may be able to tell by the um, like our 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 like defining message on on our Substack. <laughs> so so yeah. So I, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could be kind of interesting. Definitely pretty funny either way. But um, yeah, I mean for me it was. One though, I don't really see the negative on this. You know, there's like a, it's a win neutral. Yeah. I see like the win, um, you know, he loosens up the censorship, allows people to say what they want, support opinions you want, you don't criticize opinions you don't don't like. If you don't like Twitter, um, stay off it. Not a I mean, bad said, option. I mean, he said he said you know fully. He was like, I don't care about the economics of it. Like I'm not yeah, here to like. I mean, I, I that's like a quote from him. He he's not here to, you know make more you know improve their their ai ad targeting uh (laughs) scheme or you know take people off twitter because it's like being demanded by a bunch of moms that Um, being said he didn't put a tweet thread uh promoting uh twitter was it twitter plus twitter blue something like that it'd be the optional buy-in for like three dollars a month 
Yeah, he well, yeah, because um, he said that would be a good way to like differentiate from bots from people. Like everyone that yeah. buys Twitter Blue would get like a blue check mark or something like that, so that like because it would become economically not super feasible to uh, have like fifty spam accounts. To, like have like fifty spam accounts if you had to like pay for it, which. I don't want to pay for Twitter, <laughs> but yeah, but, but, but I also understand on. because it's like is technically a solution, um, and and then like at that point, you also could probably get rid of the ads as well, which would be kind of nice. Yeah. Um. But but that being said, obviously no one wants to pay a bunch of money for Twitter. But trade offs, trade offs, always trade offs. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Peter? Um. No. Yeah. Just as as I was saying. Just you know. I can only see good things. At worst, Twitter stays pretty much the same. Um, maybe it gets a bit worse. I don't really see that happening. But again, it's Twitter. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's not a home. It's an make your own make your platform. own social media. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Steal uh, Devin Nunes from Carla. the house. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> Devin Nunes. Yeah, get Devin Nunes on your team. I hear he's yeah. actually he didn't he he, he didn't promote. Uh, Truth Social all that well. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, lots of problems. Actually, uh, just saw National Review, uh, Charlie Cook wrote a good piece explaining, uh, you know, the conundrum Devin Nunes and Trump, uh, Trump's Truth Social kind of is in now because, you know, if Elon Musk, the purchase does go through, then everyone's going to be back on Twitter and no one's going to want to be on Truth Social then. It's like, a lot of I mean, that's like social a, in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a really, like, strong thing to say, considering no one's there anyway, right? Tr- even Trump himself has made, like, one <laughs> After, <laughs> if Elon does this, everyone could move from Truth Social, <laughs> where they definitely are right yeah. now, to Twitter. Yeah, no one's on Truth Social. Uh, Devin Nunes, if you're listening, notice how Elon Musk bought Twitter and not Truth Social. Yeah, sorry, Devin. Looks like you're going to have to work a little harder uh, for, that, for that Christmas bonus. Um... Yeah, so should we move on? Uh, yeah, let's move on. So this is a bit of a heavier topic. I shouldn't say a bit. This is a very much heavier topic. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard of the subway shooting that happened in New York uh, pretty recently. Um, very sad stuff. Definitely, definitely awful. Very tragic. I, I have to say, it's really nice to see um, that there were no deaths from, from this shooting. Um, it seems like it was bad, but it also seems like it would have been very easy for things to be a lot worse. Right, right. I, I you know, I, I don't like to, to, you know, say, like, you got to take what you can get here, but I'm definitely happy that, that things worked out. Or not happy they worked out the way they did, but happy they worked out as well as they could have given the situation. Um, of course, um, I think there were about 20, 29 and counting. Uh, um, injuries. Um, I think ten people got shot, and then the others were smoke inhalation because he set off some some smoke, uh, smoke smoke bombs uh, before before he began shooting. Um. But on, in better news, he is arrested now. So he, he hopefully will go away for a very long time. Uh, or just get put to death. But, yeah, Peter, do you have anything to say? No, not not a whole lot. I mean, it seems like they got the suspect. Um, they found his old YouTube videos, and it seems like uh, he's definitely a very hateful person, harboring some, uh, some right. definitely some uh, not great ideas. Um, 
New York Times article about it, Ethan actually shared to me, uh, says he blamed black women for violence among black people and pointed to Russia's invasion of Ukraine as evidence that whites are genocidal. Which, I mean, like, how, how can you blame another, um, like, um, like, how can you blame one group of people for violence and then genuinely shoot up a subway station? Clearly you're the problem. Um, just terrible. Just terrible. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on, Pete. Oh, I um, mean, that, that's done. all I've really yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, and, and um, he was arrested... Recently, when when was he arrested? Very recently. A couple days ago. He has, um, you know, a history of uh, legal trouble. Um, I mean, that's that's about. That's about it. He he is now arrested. There's not much more to say about it. Definitely a tragedy. Um, I know. Um, I think Biden introduced some some, um, or was looking to introduce. Some some stricter gun gun laws, uh, mm. in response to this. Yeah, actually, I think it was it was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. I I believe he was looking to make sure there are background checks on like home assembly rifles. Yeah, I, right? that, that's what it was home assembly rifle. I'm not sure if that's the one right. used in this shooting. But but um, uh, but either way, I mean, I I I definitely am not against that. I I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, a gun to gun. If you whether or not you assemble it at home or 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 buy it from from a a gun store, so having background checks can't hurt. I I um yeah, I'm not sure if the gun background checks um are that of are are, are of the same standard as if you purchase a gun, um or if they're right. greater. I'm not 100 percent sure either, but I but regardless, uh, I believe there were some some uh, stricter gun laws. Uh, in response to this, which is fine, I, I, we don't have to get into a big gun debate right now, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's cool, uh, obviously a very tragic situation, um, nobody, but nobody died, and that's really good, uh, some people were severely injured, but none of them were, were fatal, or were going to be fatal, they said, or none of them were life-threatening, yeah. I mean, injuries, which is yeah, great. Yeah, it seemed like all the victims were to make a uh, full recovery, which yeah. is great news. Full recovery, the guys in jail. Very tragic, but at the end of the day, um, there was a fairly okay ending. Uh, or at least justice has pretty much been served. I imagine, I mean, he hasn't been sentenced yet or anything or gone to trial, but I imagine, I imagine he will be. I, I imagine <laughs> he will go to prison for a long time. Um, things like this don't get taken lightly in court. So, so that's that's good. That's good. Um, let's 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 move on to something a little bit. Uh, God, let's move on to something a little bit more cheery, like inflation. Um, so actually, uh, you wrote an interesting piece for the Contrarian. Uh, like I and subscribe. sure did, Peter. Read, um, read it if you haven't. I thought that one was a good article that I wrote. Is inflation hails? Um, and you say you said you know you pointed out what was the last CPI it was like seven. It was I believe it was seven point nine. Seven point so, nine. So we were so like just shy we of eight, edging eight percent inflation. Yeah, and you were like, let's shoot for eight, and you know what? The U.S. economy was like, you know, we'll do you better. We'll do eight point 
five. We we really powered through. We we showed the world uh, what's possible. Um, I think half of the increase was due to to oil uh, prices going up. Um, but but yes, so we we got eight point five percent inflation. I I uh, or an article. I'm I'm just gonna. I'm just going to list off a few stats here because it's pretty hilarious. So th- this is this is the the highest annual inflation since 1981. So full uh what 41 years, I guess that is, right? Yeah. So 41 years, uh gasoline prices skyrocketed 48% accounting for half the mon- monthly increase. Um cereal prices jumped to 9.2% the exact same uh, amount that Elon bought in, in uh, t- Twitter <laughs> stake. Coincidence? Probably. <laughs> well, there goes my morning routine of cereal and gasoline. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you drink, if you drink cereal with milk, you're a loser. Uh, drink, re- reject, re- reject uh, convention, conventional <laughs> norms. Uh, drink gasoline with your cereal. Um... Meat prices, uh, if, if anyone was thinking about going vegetarian, now would certainly be the time to do so because meat prices spiked 14.8%. And um, men's jackets, suits, and coats were up 14.5% for the year. And airline, get, airline fares gained 10.7% in just the last month. So uh, looks like... Man, my cousin's like about to get married. That sucks. That's poor timing. <laughs> yeah, it is really poor timing. Um, although he has a nice suit that he bought for really cheap a long time ago. I wonder. No, he'll probably get a nicer suit than that. Uh, sorry, Joe. Good. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, but but yeah. So prices are, they are certainly up. However, however, um, there's some there's, people feel like we might be coming over the hump here. Um, used car prices fell from February to March. Um, core CPI uh, went up less than expected. Um, so, so it's certainly possible that we can start to see some lesser inflation. Uh, that being said, the higher fertilizer prices coming out of um, the Ukraine-Russia conflict could pose some issues to our food supply slash prices in the future so we'll that will remain to be seen but we might um we might see the effects of that later on um i also i i, I listened to a podcast with a, a guy from fidelity called yurian timmer he's a really he's a smart dude but he um he actually estimated that instead of going back to the fed's uh two percent target rate that we'd return to a rate around uh closer to four percent which would kind of suck but but would would be okay um or at least for a while maybe we'd we'd get down to two percent eventually but he 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 seemed to think that we'd be uh, settling around four percent but um but even though we've made the peak it's not going to just go right back down to two percent we're probably going to keep seeing pretty substantial inflation for a while um uh, i think you know but don't worry next time the fed meets lael brainerd has 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 uh made sure to let you all know that we're going to hike a full half percent, 50 basis points. Um, they did 25 last time, right? Which, 
Yeah, twenty five yeah, basis so points. Yeah. So now they, we're they, saying they business. They did double. I know. We might make we might make three percent uh, <laughs> interest rates by the end of the year. Well, what's crazy, um, if if you're one of the people that think that the CPI data is a bunch of nonsense and that inflation's way higher, uh, like real interest rates are are not doing well. They are very very negative. Uh, and if you think like, I mean, if if you think like inflation is is like if you think like the cpi data isn't doing its job and that inflation if, if, if you know theoretically inflation were like 13 percent, well we'll just say it's 8.5 whatever it doesn't matter listen interest rates are garbage don't buy bonds they're not they're not going to help you that much right now actually this is not official investing advice this is not investment advice uh some bonds i guess are okay i was looking up some bonds the other day that have like 7.1 percent return um that, that could be worthwhile but the fact is we have really negative real interest rates uh and uh, but but we'll see we're gonna be hiking interest rates it'll be okay we might get up there like a little bit but okay well well you know i can ramble on forever but Let's let's move on to the next topic, Peter. This is your area of expertise here. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I was amused by it. Let's say that mm-hmm. um, the Russian warship, not Moskva, uh, has officially either been sunk or has been abandoned um, by Russia. So, Russia first reported uh, earlier a few couple days ago um, that there was a fire aboard the ship near the uh, near the ammunition storage which caused an explosion uh the ship was still able to function and was uh being transported back to crimea uh when they encountered a heavy storm and uh the ship sunk and according to russia all the ship's crewmates were being able to be rescued uh by nearby ships so that is uh russia's account Ukraine has a slightly different account. Uh, they say that they launched a missile uh, at the uh, ship, which caused the fire and then which led to the explosion um, and then led to the ship either being sunk or abandoned in the Black Sea. Yeah, I mean, honestly, take both sides with a grain of salt. Uh, no matter, you know, even the good guys make propaganda because it's good for war. So... Yeah. You know, take both sides of the grain of salt. Who knows what happened? Yeah. Were missiles fired? Was there a storm? Uh, who knows? Um, the Pentagon is uh, still researching, and they uh, do not have a theory yet. Um, my personal opinion is my guess it was Ukraine, um, just because, you know, what odd timing for a random fire probably to happen so- right near the Im- ammunition storage. Right, um, and followed by a storm. Followed um, by a storm. Yeah. Um, it was probably Zelensky alone. Actually, it was probably that... The, uh, the ghost of uh, Kiev. Ghost of Kiev. It was, it was uh, no, it was actually, you know the, like, um, that, like, Twitter icon that's been floating around of, like, uh, I think it's, like, St. Mary or the Virgin Mary with, like, a bazooka. Uh, have you seen that? I have not. I, I, maybe it's not. I, I don't know who it is. It's like some sort of like, um, it's like this picture of this like, like saintly woman with a, um, with like a bazooka. Uh, people are like idolizing Lockheed Martin. It, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, go on, Peter. Um, but yeah, this is uh, one of the top ships of Putin's military. Um, it was actually the ship, the one of the top ships, uh, the flagship, which uh, flies the 
Admiral of Russia's flag. So this is not just one of another uh, many boats for Russia. This is one of their top ships. Um, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Either way, whether it was a random fire or Ukraine, you know, during amidst this invasion, um, my opinion is merely that it's a good thing. Um, um, that always, always fun to see warships get sunk. Yeah. Um, oh, not only that, so... Uh, not this Again, this is a... Uh, Warship that has been in the midst of the Ukraine battle. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the first uh, skirmishes of the Ukraine-Russia war, uh, the Battle of Snake Island. Um, this is where the Russian warship came up to a small island of about 12 Ukrainian soldiers and uh, said, pretty much surrender or we'll kill you. And the Ukrainian soldiers defiantly replied, um... Rush, Russian warship, go fuck yourselves. Whoa! Um, just yeah. yeah. Um, well, we already got the explicit rating, so yeah, no, we, 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 are explicit rating. Okay. we are okay. Um, besides, it's okay to curse if you're quoting someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even if it's not in the proper original Ukrainian. Right. Um, of course. So yeah, that that was it. Was initially reported that the sold Ukrainian soldiers were killed. Uh, as since been reported uh, reported that they are prisoners of war in Russia. Um, but the ship, uh, in reference that was told uh, to go fuck themselves, was in fact the ship that is now at the bottom of the Black Sea. So, nice. um, a fun Very little cool. bit of karma there. And actually, the Ukrainian official Twitter account <laughs> actually uh, said, Russian warship, what are you sinking? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. So cool. A bit of humor. Yeah, from uh, Zelensky in his spare time. Yeah, I'm sure that's Zelensky. I'm sure it's him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know this was on the agenda, so we'll just go over it briefly. But I'm on top of Ukraine and Russia. Boris Johnson. I don't know if you saw that. Um, uh, I saw that he visited Kiev. Oh, did he? I saw that he was getting smacked with fines for partying during his own lockdown. That too, and I can't help but wonder if it was a bit of publicity stunt to kind of help his approval ratings. Um, right, and, and back, yeah. back home in Britain. Uh, but either way, it was a bold, defiant statement saying that it's okay, it's safe for uh, one of the world leaders to be in uh, the place that. Russia and Putin are bombing and are trying to take over. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, Biden recently visited Europe, but did not visit Kiev uh, because it was unsafe. Um, but now the Biden administration is considering sending someone from the administration over to Kiev. Um, so we'll happen to see uh, whether that cool. happens. Very nice. Um... All right, should we hit the... Yeah, while we're or on... Do you have anything else to add? I, I don't. Uh, but okay. while we're on foreign issues, we can... Good segue uh, to yeah. the French Macron. presidential elections. Macron and Le Pen. Um, so the, uh, the primary, the first election finished, and uh, the way France's primary the wor- the, the, election works yeah, is if no one reaches 50%, uh, then the top two candidates get selected for a runoff, and right. that is current president Emmanuel Macron and uh, the uh, runner-up in the last, in the 2017 French election uh, I forget her first Marie? I, oh, I think it might be Marie. Marie. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really 100% sure. Um, they don't, they, they really hide that first name. Yeah, uh, but uh, just 
little background. Uh, Macron is, I guess you can say, center, maybe slightly left of center, um, but kind of a standard liberal. Um, whereas Le Pen is, how do you say this, a French nationalist. Um, many peg her on the right wing, far yeah. right, but you could also peg her on the left wing. What I'd say is Just very, she's extreme, like, pointy, pointy either side, heavily, and like, you're not wrong. Heavy, heavily, like, authoritarian, basically. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go so far as authoritarian. We'll have okay. to see. Um, but she's definitely yeah. nationalist. I kind of put her in the mold, uh, generally around uh, Senator Josh Howley, but definitely more extreme in her views. Um, so okay. very socially, very traditionalist, socialist, uh, high protectionist trade, um, anti-tax. Um, yeah, so that is what Macron is running on, is, is um, uh, decreasing taxes and raising the retirement age. Yes. Um, Le Pen, I believe, is raising on eliminating the gas tax entirely. Um, and also getting the, rid of uh, like hijabs. Sorry? I thought she was going to ban like hijabs or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, well, Fran- France already has banned burqas, I believe, right? Yes, I believe that's true. Now, she wants to expand that. Um, they, she also wants to amend the French Constitution, Le Pen, that is. She wants to amend the French Constitution Jeez, uh, to bar uh, immigrant, or I think it's, yes, here we go. So uh, Le Pen said she would do an amendment um, that would uh, give French citizens priority over immigrants in social housing, jobs, and social security benefits. Oh, okay. um, but overall, she's definitely looking to limit immigration as much as she can. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> and in doing so, uh, so in the 2017 uh, runoff between Macron and Le Pen, Macron blew Le Pen out of the water. I think it was only by a margin of like oh, yeah, two was, to one, was, yeah. not even close. Early polls indicate that uh, Macron is still in lead, but by a much smaller margin, more like 40. Yeah. 54 I mean, I to think, 46 yeah i think i think i think someone on on um on macron's team was like it's not out of the range of possibilities that le pen could actually beat him yeah. so they were like uh they're increasing kind of macron's like uh like FaceTime and like trying to you know boost his image so that, that he has a better chance but it, it, he'll, he'll probably still pull through and win but it is much much closer this time around which is kind of like the the big takeaway, I guess I would say. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, all indications point to Macron's probably still going to pull out a victory, but the fact is, that's not a certainty. There's no. still a lot can happen. Uh, Le Pen has improved her electoral standing by actually aliancing uh, with the socialist movement of France. No kidding. Um, she's even promised <laughs> a nothing, few Nothing says far right wing like that. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, there is some truth to that. You know, J.D. Vance sometimes sounds like Bernie Sanders. She um, does. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to seize the yeah. assets of Ford, right? Is that, yeah, is that yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll say that for when we get more into J.D. Vance uh, later. Um, but yeah, Le Pen, uh, allying with socialists, she promised some, uh, socialist cabinet positions. Um, an interesting alliance, but we'll have to see how it fares. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure will. Sure will. Next on the docket, I'm sure everyone remembers this, um, there was obviously the, uh, voyeurism incident at Con. Not fun, not cool. Well, which one, since there's been multiple? Has it really? Jesus. Yeah, um, not, maybe I should follow that not more. Not great. Uh, awful stuff, really, really bad, but there, there was, um, there was obviously a, uh, 
couple voyeurism incidents at con. Um, so I believe there was one this year, and that's unfortunately still not solved. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Not solved, huh? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but September of 2020, uh, former Connecticut college student Michael Spellman uh, was charged with voyeurism at con, of course, kicked out of campus. Um, the day, New London the day, uh, just put out uh, an article saying the same Michael Spellman has been arrested in East Line, which is not too far from here, for, drum roll, another case of voyeurism. So Actually, actually not, 13 counts of voyeurism. 13 counts. So not just um, another, but another. And as well as risk of injury to a minor, eavesdropping, and disorderly conduct. So yeah, easy um, to say that's not great stuff. I believe he was originally charged with those th- those with uh, risk of injury to a minor and eavesdropping, and then they had got his laptop and they found that there was um, that he had placed a video recording device in the bathroom where he where he worked, uh, not in the bathroom, but the bathroom of the place he worked, obviously. Uh, and yeah, he 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 got 13, 13 people. So. Some people don't learn their lessons. I hope he goes to prison. Um, yeah, not cool. Don't don't be a voyeur. Yes, that's uh that's our life lesson of the day for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can have a couple, but that's certainly or you know what that'll be our one. That'll be our big. I, one. I think I think if that's we do more fair. than one a day, I think people can kind of get overwhelmed. So let's keep it to one in the episode. I, I think, think and I and I think that's a, I think of. that's a good one to have too. Uh, yeah. So don't be a voyeur. Uh, voyeurism bad, um, but but you know, luckily, not great that he got thirteen people. Not great that he did it here, but they caught him. He's going to jail. Good riddance. Yeah. Uh, next, Pete. This is this is your favorite topic. This is a uh, fun little topic. So. And, and and I and I have to say, um, Peter recently wrote a tremendous article about Mo Brooks and Donald Trump's endorsement. Of Mo Brooks and subsequent unendorsement, Peter, please take take the stand. So I'll uh, Mo Brooks, one of Trump's biggest loyalists in the House of Representatives, run for set ran for Senate of Alabama to replace retiring Senator Richard Shelby. Uh, he was a presumed front runner until his campaign pretty much collapsed. A poll showed him in third place, and the day after Trump unendorsed him. Uh, the official reason uh, Trump gave was that uh, uh, the official reason was that Brooks said uh, we have to look past the 2020 election. Uh, Trump used that as an example uh, to say that's not okay to say I'm pulling your endorsement. Except he pulled endorsement quickly, five months after he submitted that statement, a good number of months after Brooks said that statement to show that Trump actually does not want to endorse a loser. <laughs> Um, but but was recent, <laughs> more recent than that statement was. Um, what statement? What was more recent than that statement was was poll numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the the day before Trump endorsed him, God, uh, Brooks was in a distant third place. So that we kind of some of us kind of took that as you know, Trump wants to endorse winners, not losers. Of course, that's uh one of his big things. He hates to be portrayed as a loser um so what does he do well this week he endorsed two people for senate neither of which are the front runner um so in pennsylvania he endorsed dr oz 
who had a the Doctor TV Oz. show. The Doctor Oz from a TV show. Uh, By, medical uh, of the same name. <laughs> of the same name. Um, I don't know. I've never watched it, so I can't really describe it. I, in I haven't either. I think he. I don't know. Like. Diagnoses people on stage. I have no idea. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's entertaining for people. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's running for senate. Um, he's been pulling in second place behind. Uh, I believe it's Pat McCormick. I could be wrong in the first name, but it's definitely McCormick. Um, he's kind of a financial business person. Um, kind of actually in the mold of the Yunkin campaign. Only I'd say a bit more Trumpy. Uh, I think partly because. Pennsylvania as a state is more Trumpy than Virginia. Um, but yeah, uh, McCormick has kind of associated with himself with Trump figure, but has distanced himself from the uh, right-wing conspiracy theorists. That being theorists. said, he was also kind of looking for the Trump uh, like um, endorsement, so maybe he's going to further himself from Trump now a little bit more. That would not surprise um, me. So we'll see, yeah. Um, then again, it seems like every Republican candidate is at least somewhat searching for Trump's endorsement. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Trump sticks with Oz. Um, I I personally don't see Oz pulling out the primary. We'll have to see. Um, and then uh, in Ohio, he everyone's favorite <laughs> J D Vance. So you may know J D Vance. He was the author of Hillbilly Elegy, who's later turned into a Netflix movie. Um, prominent conservative. He actually in twenty sixteen was well known for being one of the most defiant never Trumpers. Um, he said he'd vote for Hillary Clinton before he voted for Donald Trump. It I think turns he, out that he eventually that... voted for Evan McMullen for president, who is now primarying uh, Senator Mike Lee of Utah. It's fair to say uh, he's not a Trump fan, but since Trump got in the office, JD Vance has said to be a one eighty. It turns out opinions are very flexible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got uh, money from a uh, tech billionaire Peter Thiel to run for Senate, um, and he's who has a Roth IRA in the billions of dollars. Uh, sorry, side note. I just <laughs> so he has some loose change to throw around. And yeah, he's fun. crazy. I mean, he was like an early investor in a bunch of shit. But Facebook, does, that doesn't matter. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook. and like, I think a few other things too. Yeah, but go on. Um, Peter. He's a savvy businessman, uh, but throwing his financial support behind the JD Vance candidacy. Um, well, Peter Peter Thiel is is a big big Trump guy. He has been to a lot of, like, recent, like, conservative conferences, um, but, again, not, not the main point of the, the story. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, um, so Trump endorsed J.D. Vance, which is a bit surprising because, again, once upon a time, and not but so distant, distant past, only six years ago, major never-Trumper since then. He's transformed himself into a populist national conservative. Uh, kind of along the lines of Tucker Carlson. He does get a lot of popularity for going on Carlson's show quite a lot. Um, he also made some headlines for saying, I don't care what happens in Ukraine. Um, <laughs> he sometimes, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, does kind of sound like Bernie Sanders. So the one I believe you were ref- referencing even right, was yep. the tweet at the Ford auto manufacturers. Uh, he, in a tweet, he said, uh, we should nationalize the Ford auto industry. If unless they promise to stop hiring illegal immigrants, um, which you know <laughs> definitely sounds kind of like a Bernie Sanders tweet. Yeah. Um, nationalizing auto industries. Um, so it's fair to say, um, not conservative. And actually, a lot of uh, conservatives, even people who are fans of Donald Trump, have criticized these two endorsements heavily because neither of them are 
typically conservative or hold traditionally anti-conservative views. Uh, Dr. Oz on his show uh, supported uh, gender reassignment surgery. Uh, he supported uh, gun uh, gun control, and not only gun control, but said it was human rights and health, public health issue. I believe in 2018 he tweeted the CDC saying you have to um, make gun control a public health issue. Um, I mean, this shouldn't to be, be studied. Incredibly surprising. Trump isn't really all that right himself. That is that is true. He um, goes for the popularity. Um, I mean, so in that regard, Doctor Oz, you know, he is somewhat similar to Doctor Oz. You know, uh, big celebrities have a TV show, have a lot of like uh, socially left positions, and kind of you know willing to. Uh, change that to whatever his crowd supports. Uh, J.D. Vance, however, not a whole lot, a whole lot like, like Trump. And more than that, there were a lot of other options uh, in Ohio. So there's Josh Mandel, who, uh, <laughs> a fun little character who I uh, feel like would do anything for Trump. Uh, he would make <laughs> tweets like, uh, Democrat ends in rat and uh, Republican ends in I can. So that obviously tells you something. Yeah, I remember that tweet. Yeah, you sent that to me. <laughs> um, there's Jane Timken, who was the chairwoman of the Ohio Republican Party, and I believe was one of the either the first or one of the first state uh, chairwomen to endorse Donald Trump in his 2016 campaign. Uh, there's Mike Gibbons, who's the current front runner, and I believe he was on Trump's uh, budget committee. Um, I forget if he's either campaign or the official Trump administration. Um. And then there's Matt Dolan, who's kind of distanced himself from Trump. Uh, he's uh, related to the uh, Dolan family, which owns the Cleveland Indians. I, I'm the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, sorry. Oh. Um, but yeah, he's been pulling uh, pretty poorly. It looks like yeah, some we're gonna, gonna wash your mouth out with soap. For, yeah, for that for that blunder, Pete. Oopsies. Um, but yeah, so in Ohio, it's gonna be between uh, Vance. Gibbons, Mandel, and Timken, where in Pennsylvania it seems to be uh, between McCormick and Dr. Oz. Um, I wonder if these guys, either Oz or Vance, uh, dips down in the polls more or even says that their positions of Trump could uh, Mo Brooks them and pull their yeah, endorsement. Mo, Mo Brooks, um, uh, the Mo Brooks effect? The Mo Brooks effect. Uh, any, anything else to say on these, on these uh, very well thought out uh, endorsements? No, I mean, yeah, as you said. Um, strategic endorsements. There. Very strategic from Trump. Actually, on this note, Trump did endorse for Georgia governor, uh, this is old, older news, uh, David Perdue. David Perdue lost his Senate uh, seat in 2020 to uh, John Ossoff um, and is now, instead of going after his same Senate seat, no, he's, he's moving the gun to his true enemy, and that is Republican governor Brian Gepp. Um, oh, okay. Fiercely conservative, but of course he refused to entertain Trump's stolen election ideas, so that makes him public enemy number one in Trump's book. Uh, but Kemp has been pulling well ahead of Purdue in the primary, uh, even with Trump's endorsement. Um, so what does Trump do? He's funneling money to campaign against Brian Kemp, one of the most conservative governors in the United States. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty funny. Trump's resources are being well utilized, it seems. It's not about conservative values. It is about ego, Peter. Yes, it is. Uh, well, yeah, pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's a new perspective of Trump. We've never seen behavior never, like that yeah. before. Yeah, that's a first for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, so should, should we move on? 
Yes. So this is great. It. <laughs> great. So this is actually well, some people are gonna have a problem with me saying this. This is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Greg Abbott is literally loading up buses full of illegal immigrants and shipping them to D.C. because, in his eyes, uh, D.C. doesn't understand the illegal immigrant problem we're having, and he wants to bring it right to the White House's front front stoop, front front step. Uh, oh, oh. And 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 uh, Peter's pulling up a, a so great. This is, this is funny. Yeah, um, yeah, go ahead, Peter. <laughs> so Jen Psaki, in response of Greg Abbott sending uh, these illegal immigrants to D.C., said, "Quote: These are all migrants who have been processed by the CBP and are free to travel. So it's nice that the state of Texas is helping them get to their final destination." <laughs> it's uh, it, it's think of it, think of it as your early Christmas present, Jen Psaki. Exactly, exactly. Um, she's gonna do such a great job on CNBC. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Is it CNBC or MSNBC? I thought it was CNBC, but I could be wrong. Um, But I'm excited to watch her her, uh, prime time. Uh, I don't know if it's prime time. Whatever. It's going to be hilarious. Maybe she takes Joy Reid's spot. Oh, it's MSNBC. You're right. You're right. So I got that wrong. Yeah, so it's not CNBC. It's MSNBC. Spreading misinformation. I know. Conceptions over here. I know. I know. I'm like as bad as Joe Rogan. Look at me. Yeah, I mean, if... if We're we're on the same level. Elon Musk is bad as Twitter. Otherwise, he'd be... I know. Parag Parag Agrawal would be giving me the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, giving me the boot. Um... No, but but she'll she'll be on MSNBC, but but uh, but yeah. Nevertheless, um, Greg Abbott is is shipping busloads of of immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, um, or sorry, undocumented immigrants to uh, DC, which is funny. I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be good for them. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, they, this is... I I don't know if you guys have heard of the fact that um, I don't know if you guys have noticed inflation going on, but. Uh, rent is out of control, and D.C. is one of the places where rent just so happens to be very expensive. And when you're an undocumented immigrant, it actually makes it a bit harder to secure a job because you don't have a Social Security number and you can't pay taxes. Uh, so there's a really good chance that this isn't going to work out that great for them. Yeah, I uh, mean, we'll see. I To be fair, it's probably still better than where they came from, so... Um, I have to imagine. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they they left for like I mean they like they risk uh life and limb to get over here. Um, because yeah. because there's a bit of violence I think going on in some in some neighborhoods down south. Yeah. Uh, they're probably looking to get away from that, but um, we'll see. We'll see just how much opportunity the land of opportunity actually gives them. Yeah. I mean, this move is nothing more than just another political stunt for uh, Governor Abbott. Um, he seems like he's always trying to outdo uh, DeSantis. I'm sure there's uh, maybe he felt like jealous of DeSantis for all the publicity going around the uh, Florida's parental rights don't say gay bill. Uh, and DeSantis came came back strong, Peter. Well, hold, we'll get strong. to that in just a second. Right, right, right. Um, but I, yeah, that was going to be my segue. I don't know if you had anything else to add. About I, I want to add a couple. Please, bit, please do. Bit please more do. Here. Sorry, didn't, didn't, um, mean to, didn't mean to try to stop you short there. Please no, go no ahead. No worries, no worries. Please go ahead. So he's, uh, again, a performative stunt. He is, like a lot of people, eyeing the 2024 nomination. He sees DeSantis as his primary target. He seems like he's always trying to do outdo DeSantis. Um, uh, with these flashy bills, flashy uh, performative stunts, 
Um, of course, it's a bit disappointing. I mean, illegal immigrants, these are actual people's lives, as you said. They're, right. It's not going to go well. They're, they're, they have a better opportunity getting jobs and uh, sustainable living in Texas than they do in the densely populated D.C. And, like, again, I get the idea of showing Biden the message, but this is the wrong way. Biden is I, not yeah, the mayor definitely. of D.C., uh, this will put more stress on the city. Um, this will hurt the citizens of, who live in D.C. as well as, as immigrants being Basically shipped there. Um, well, no, I mean, I gotta relax up here in a leisurely New London. Right, um, right. But, yeah, that's uh, definitely... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. So. Yeah, yeah, not, 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 not great, Bob. <laughs> not, the, not the right way to do it. Um, is it funny in some ways? Yes. Uh, are these people lives? Also, yes. I don't think it's good. I, I, I feel bad for them. Um, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I guess nothing, nothing more to say on that other than the fact that Ron DeSantis has clapped back. Yeah. I mean, has, has come in strong. I was wondering what he did. I mean, he, he, rebuttal. He, I forgot he existed. He was out of the news aisle for like a full, like, what, three hours? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, uh, was it the Don't Say Gay Bill seems like years that ago at this so point. so last Sunday when we uploaded our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so now now he's, he has the abortion banned. Uh, abortions are, are banned past 15 weeks with, with no recourse for, um, like whether or not it was it was rape or incest. Yeah, so the um, only exceptions uh, seem to be if the uh, fetus uh, has a fatal defect or if the mother's life is in danger. Um, so it's actually uh, closely designed after the Mississippi abortion bill, which is also banned after 15 weeks and is actually heading to the Supreme Court and could possibly overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, yeah, so... That will definitely be interesting to see um, whether or not you're pro-life or pro-choice. Roe v. Wade is obviously on a bit of shaky ground, so we legally speaking, we sh- yeah in 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 legalese, uh, <laughs> legally <laughs> in a legal context, it, it is on shaky ground. So we'll see what happens. Um, DeSantis abortion ban, uh, personally, like not not my not my cup of tea, but. It happened, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we're on the same page here. Um, it's not really something I would support. That being said, I'm a fan of federalism, so if states want to do this, I have no problem I, with them implementing I it. Definitely, I believe it's constitutional. I definitely am a fan of, um, of like, making politics more local, uh, slash, like, back to states, or, you know, even more local than that. Um... I don't think we brought this up on the last podcast, so we'll bring it up here. Um, uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you saw, or maybe I brought it up to you, that oh, where where was it? Uh, it was in California. Um, they are creating a program to pay UBI to transgender. Uh, really? People. Yes, yes, they are. I forget exactly where, um, but they they did do it. Um, is that supposed to uh, cover like a certain cost of being transgender, or it's, is it like a reparation um, it, it, sort? It's it's not like um, it's not meant to like. Well, uh, maybe that's what they had in mind is to cover transition costs or anything. It's it, it's really just going to be like pretty much a blank check. So you can spend it on whatever you want, um, which which makes sense. You know, we learned in micro that like even a even if it's like directed towards a certain thing, it doesn't really matter because it frees up the other cash to spend on whatever you want. So mm-hmm. you know. They might as well just give them the money. Uh, 
but they're they're introducing UBI for transgenders. Um, it's gonna be nine hundred bucks a month. Out of curiosity, uh, how do they verify it? Like, is it just something like, like you just declare one day your identity's changed? Um, or? I actually didn't read up that much into the details. I don't know. I, I'm sure they have a way to to figure that out. But but they they did institute it. Um, the funny thing is, they set aside I think like not that much, like maybe like two hundred thousand. Is it? It's it's uh. They, they, they set aside not that much money. They set aside enough for basically 18 and a half transgender people to collect UBI for one year. <laughs> so, uh... I feel like there may be a bit more transgender people in California. Yeah, so it was uh, Palm Springs. It was Palm Springs that did this. I see. For transgender and non-binary people, they're looking to create a universal basic income. They set aside, yeah, a couple... $200,000, uh, unanimously approved this, uh, allocating $200,000. And that, yeah, I did the math. That is... 900 bucks a month for 18 and a half uh, transgender slash non-binary people or not slash you know transgender or non-binary people uh, but yeah so that's that's just another example of some local politics which um, I oh, like local politics yeah, I see their uh, their reason is that uh, LGB, LGBT people uh, have uh, higher rates of poverty so I guess it's kind of Supposed to, to level the playing field, I guess. I mean, yeah, sure. As one could uh, maybe able to guess, I think that's a garbage policy. But hey, right. If Palm Springs wants to do that, then they should have every right to go ahead and do so. Yeah, right. I mean, like, like, I, like you said, Peter. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't be the most fond of of this policy. Uh, it's not really exactly something I'd vote for. Um, you know, we don't have to get into the, the, the details of, of that argument now, but, 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 you know, on the other hand, um, I am, I, I'm glad that, that it's a local politics and they made that decision. I'm happy for them to make that decision. That's what democracy is all about. So pretty cool to see, to see, uh, localities, uh, doing their thing. Exactly. Federalism. Federalism, baby. Uh, uh, last, but certainly not least, Peter. The, I thought we were over this. Yeah, I know. COVID is supposed to I be know. gone. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try to go on a on a streak of how many how many podcasts in a row can we complain about? I mean, about our COVID. It does pair well with our name. I mean, if we're gonna have a conniption, it, we have to talk about COVID. Yeah, I will have a conniption. I'm gonna have a conniption for a long time. But uh, basically, um, there's a a recombinant variant of uh, Omicron. It's a hybrid of the. BA1 strain, uh, which is the original Omicron variant, and the BA2 strain, which is uh, the one that is now most prevalent in the U.S. Uh, and now there's this new one. It's called uh, XE variant. It's a recombinant variant, uh, which means that it's like has attributes from both uh, things. There's also three mutations involved in it. The problem being, we really don't know anything about it. Uh, so far, scientists don't seem to be all that worried about it. They're They're kind of are like, yeah, you know, if you're vaccinated and you don't have any health problems, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really shit bricks over it or anything. Um, they, they, they made a, a big, big show to say that recombinant variants, this is a quote, by the way, uh, recombinant variants are well described for other viruses and are not often associated with more danger. That's a quote from Dr. Andrew Badley from a Time article. Uh, but, but they don't seem to be that 
that worried. They think, um, you know, that it it probably spreads about as fast or maybe slightly faster. Some more recent reports say it maybe spreads about 10% uh, or it's 10% more transmissible than BA2. Uh, but uh, WHO says that our, the WHO, uh, not the band, uh, are going to have to do a little bit more further research, they say. Um, we don't really know what the severity of it is. I couldn't find anything on that. But uh, I wouldn't worry about it all that much. Um, so my question to you, Ethan, is yeah. approximately how many days or, or hours until we get that inevitable email detailing oh. uh, the new protocols okay, guys, for gonna, this life-threatening uh, Guys, uh, we're going to get our, our, uh, another booster and uh, uh, master back, in, back, back on in the dorms. Uh, yes. Just kidding. Not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll see what, what happens. They're not I back on it, in the dorms. They're just I on give it, pretty I give much it, everywhere else. I give it T minus. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can make it, maybe we can make it out of this, this semester without more slapping on more restrictions. We'll see what knock happens. Knock on wood? Uh, knock on wood. Yeah, seriously. Um, fun fact, this is a fun little statistic I saw, but apparently only 9% of, uh, was it Americans, I think? It was, uh, yes. 9% of Americans uh, feel that, that COVID is a, is a serious threat. So 91% of Americans now are, are, are don't care. <laughs> 91, 91. You can't forget that dedicated 1%. Yeah, the dedicated, the 1%. It's the, the 1%. Yes. Uh, along with ninety percent of the population, uh, are kind of over it. They're they they're tired of this this shit. Um, you know, we're kind of moving back to normal. Most everywhere, other than than some colleges are back to normal. It seems like, um, but but yeah, it seems like most most people don't view it as a serious threat. Uh, you know, they feel like we have the 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 medical um, treatments uh, in place now that are pretty good. Uh, you know, we can always put on masks again. We have the uh, the infrastructure in place if if there was a real threat. So people aren't that worried. People aren't that worried anymore. Uh, I'm certainly not worried. Um, you won't see me with a mask in in the dorms. Uh, I'll be playing pool, uh, having a blast. No mask, breathing everywhere. Yes. So so yeah, but um, but Pete, you wanna. Anything, anything to say before we wrap up? No, I mean another uh, productive podcast. It seems you know. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. It's a exceptionally productive, a good time, great experience. I had there were some laughs, there were some some tears, there was some sweat. Uh, um, but I, I had a great, I had, I had a good, I had a good chat. I had a lot of fun. Um, I think we covered a lot here. Hopefully, the people find it interesting. Um, we look to have uh, some interesting articles out this week on the contrarians. So yes, of course, I'm, like and subscribe. I'm on the cusp of, of uploading a new article, uh, so I hope you all read that one. I think it's actually going to be a pretty good one. Um, Been working on a couple. Um, yeah, pizza, I don't know. pizza. I'll soon I'll get them out. Um, pizza we'll tech, have so. some big news for us. We do have some people that are not us who are working on an article. No kidding, really, yeah. finally. So, so maybe we'll have them on the podcast. It'll be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but, alas, please, um, we're coming to the end here. So subscribe to The Contrarian. Um, uh, listen to the podcast. Read the articles. Give us a like. Comment. Uh, talk to your friends about us. Uh, criticize us on Yik Yak. Uh, tweet about it. Uh, write your own article. 
Um, but but I think that's a, that about just about does it for us, Pete. Um, so until next time, um, we need to sign off. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Uh, catch you later, alligators. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to. We'll, we'll think about this later. Maybe I'll edit one in. All right. Well, bye everybody. Catch you next time. We'll try to put one out next week. Adios. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, we'll try to put it out next week. Uh, fuck. <laughs>